G'day guys and welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Today I have an amazing episode for you guys. Today I chat with bull rider Ruth Vogelsang. Hopefully I've said that surname correctly. Ruth Vogelsang. So I saw her the other day on ABC News. There was a story about her and her taking up the sport of bull riding in Australia and also competing over in the US. So I thought as we had spoken recently about bronc riding, um, buck jumping and bull riding in Australia and Australian history, it'd be amazing to get Ruth on the podcast and learn about how she ended up doing this incredibly insane sport, at least in my eyes, it seems just absolutely crazy. Anyway, without any further ado, I give you bull rider Ruth Vogelsang. Yeah, I got into it just by um, seeing a paper in an article at work, um, or sorry, an article in the paper at work, and um, yeah, and I just thought I'd give it a crack. It was just a bull riding clinic, and um, yeah. And so I just wanted to give it a crack and kind of got the passion for it there. Yeah, rode two bulls in the clinic, had a great time, loved it, and then went and competed in the rodeo like the next weekend. Yeah, far out. So, all right, starting from the start, Ruth, you're from WA. How did you end up in Kananara? Uh, I'm actually from South Australia, but I've been working and travelling for the last, like, 10 years. Um, So, yeah, just been – so after uni I went to Alice and then – cruise around WA, like up the WA coast, and then, um, yeah, made my way to Kanara. And what are you doing there at the moment for work? So I'm a medical scientist, so I work in the hospital. I was totally expecting you to be like, oh, I'm working on a ranch, you know, or just on a cattle station, just part-time or something. I was like, that's how she ended up doing the the bull riding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, a lot of people... uh, think that and um yeah that's fine but like that's also what I love about it as well like it's so different from my job and um well it couldn't be more different really but it also kind of takes me back to my roots as well like I'm from the country and so you know I love being around cattle and livestock so yeah it's just great to have the opportunity to get back into that kind of scene again. So what was it like when you first did it? And was it something that you'd wanted to do for a very long time, bull riding? Or was it just that that um, that opportunity came up and you were like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to do it? Yeah, pretty much, actually. So I'd done <laughs> Spain like a couple of years beforehand. And when I was over there, I was like, man, I'd love to just ride one, you know. And um, yeah, and when <laughs> I came, <laughs> that opportunity kind of presented itself but in like a really safe environment so like you know at a clinic like you know not just going to a station and jumping off one in the paddock kind of thing so yeah. man I don't, I don't think was, I'd be I wouldn't be keen to jump on one wherever it was but how would the, how do they make it safer at something like a clinic in terms of I guess building you up from just being you know your average medical student to being someone who can hold on to a bull for hopefully nine seconds right <laughs> how do they what are the steps in between that um, also, like, particularly safety as well. So, you know, they've got the gear there. Um, like, you know, we just borrowed – or I just borrowed it off of, like, a, some other the fellas there that have done it before. So, you know, the vest and the helmet and, you know, and how you put your hand in the rope and how you get on safely, off kind of, you know, <laughs> that's not really voluntary. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> Are there tricks to it, though? Like, is there a way of getting off it safely if if you see that you're about to be dismounted? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, the first thing is is to get your hand out of the rope. Um, that's the number one. There's <laughs> enough dragged along. But then, obviously, yeah, well, 
trying to land on your feet. So, you know, just flick your leg across um, as it's going up for a buck, and that's generally the safest way. Then you get enough air to be able to land on your feet. Does but, that help um, yeah. happen very often, or is it most of the time not as easy as that? <laughs> that's only happened once or twice, and I've literally <laughs> there like a freaking champion after I've done it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it most of the time never happens like that. So what was that first ride like? I assume it was at the clinic that you actually got to do a proper, I don't even know what you would call that specific um, moment where you get to actually try and hold on for nine seconds. Is it just called a ride? Yeah. So yeah, just a, just a bull ride. Um, and it was freaking amazing. Like I'd never had like a rush like it before. And especially because I didn't know what I was expecting as well. Mm. So um, yeah, I had no expectations, but just the adrenaline was huge. Like you couldn't <laughs> off my face if you tried. You couldn't slap it off my face. <laughs> so yeah, just, um, just really enjoyed it and really enjoyed hanging out behind the shoots and helping all the other fellas put their ropes on. And yeah, just really like working with cattle and working at the in the backyards. So how do they end up getting these kinds of bulls? I guess, aggro enough to be able to do this, right? Because they're not your just average bull that they've just pulled out of a, a stockyard, right? They're, they're specifically bred and, and quote-unquote trained, I assume. In in America, they're all very well trained and bred for it. Um, but in in country Australia and specifically the top end, or not specifically, I guess it happens everywhere, but a lot of our ones here, like, they are scrub bulls, so they are actually wild animals. Oh, my God, they're, really? So they're not even just off the ranch or off the, the cattle station. They've actually gone out of their way to find a feral one <laughs> that's never had a, a person anywhere near it, and then they're like, just jump on top. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, they, they get mustered into the yards um, out on whatever station they're from. They'll get a flank rope on them, see if they can actually buck, um, and if they can, then they'll be like, right, oh, you're going to the rodeo. <laughs> so what happens it's a bit of a letdown if it can't um buck properly i take it it just gets out there and you're just like yeah too easy nine seconds boom <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much um so the the goal is eight actually yeah okay eight. Not nine, but yeah so but most of the time they're all pretty good and like once you put a flank rope on them like that'll generally get them to buck plus you know having a person on them like it's not like they're a horse it's not like they're saddle broken so you know <sighs> nothing really wild or you know and even most horses like they don't want a person on them so you know the game's to get them off and have you done both have you done buck jumping or bronc riding is it now called in australia where you're on a horse or yeah uh no i've never done that and i don't think i ever want to uh bull riding is enough for me to me saddle bronc is way more dangerous really Um, i was totally expecting it to be the other way because the bulls obviously look a lot larger and like they would screw you up with their you know with their horns and everything but is it it's way worse on a horse is it because they can buck more powerfully or something or yeah you'd kind of like it's each to their own like a heap of bronc riders would never get on a bull and a heap Uh, of bull riders get on a bronc like we've all got our preferences i guess but um uh yeah it's um yeah I, i just think there's more things to get personally for me i just think there's more things to get caught up on like Ah, you know, okay. caught up on a bull rope, uh, whereas saddle bronc, you can get caught up on the rope, on the stirrups, on the girth, on the back strap. Like, I don't know. There's just too much going on. 
And so what can go wrong? So what are the things that you kind of have to have in your mind when you first get put on the bull and it's about to be let out of the the um, the stock or the cage, well, right? Then can go right. The... <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I guess the initial one is in the shoot, so it's really important you've got a good shoot procedure where you're not hanging around, you're not disrupting the bull too much. Like you get on there, you because the more time you're in there, the more, you know, you don't want to stress the animal out, you don't want to hurt the bull, you don't want them to, you know, get angry or upset. The whole point is to get in there and get out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so pretty much being efficient with how you do your shoot procedure by getting in, making sure like, and a lot of the time as well, like you've got to let the animal know that you're there. So, you know, um, putting your feet or your hands on its back just so, you know, you, it knows that your body weight's coming rather than just all of a sudden just jumping straight on the poor thing. Um, but, yeah, so and then getting in, being as calm and smooth movements as possible um, so you're not, doing any jolting movements to upset the animal and um yeah and then once you're out just as soon as you as soon as you come off um to get out the bloody way <laughs> so have you had any close calls where you've you know seen your life flash before your eyes <laughs> yeah so my first real close call was in Noonamar up in Darwin and um I came off and I could still hear him really close and I could hear him coming and I got like, I was already getting up anyway and I took off. <laughs> so, yeah, I did sprints as a um, kid and, you know, when I was growing up, so I really needed those skills. <laughs> so it was a lot of the training as well, obviously not just holding onto the ball and, and trying to see that you can maintain that, but also obviously dismounting and then getting out of there as well? Or you just kind of, you just leave that to take care of itself when and if it happens? Uh, no, I, it's, I don't really practice the dismount so much, because, but I do practice like, you know, rolling. So the way you fall is very important. So if you're falling just on one part of your body, that's one part of your body that's taking all of the impact. Yeah. So, um, you know, practicing your roll. So when you when you fall, roll. Um, and then when you're on the ground, like get the hell out of there, get up, get going. Um, don't hang around because then you're not only putting yourself in danger, but you're putting the bullfighters in danger. So they're there to protect the animal and and the cowboy in my case, cowgirl, um, and, you know, by if you're too slow to get up or if you're not making an effort to get out of there, you're then putting that bullfighter in danger as well. And so... Because he has to stay in there longer and try and distract the bull. Yeah, he's staying in there the whole time. So, um, you know, there's generally two of them. So one one's job is to help take the bull to the exit chute, make sure once he's done his job, he goes back out the back and goes and gets his feet of hay. And then the other one is to protect the rider. So what do they do? How often do the same bulls get ridden? Do they get multiple rides every time there's a, a show or, or a rodeo or something, or is it just the one time and that's it? Yeah, in a night, they just get one go. Yeah, okay, in order to stop them from stressing out. 
Yeah, just because, um, you know, especially at a rodeo, there's a lot going on. Like, it's a lot of, you know, stimulus for any animal, even for a horse that does barrel racing. Like, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a PA system. There's a crowd. There's, you know, there, there's a lot going on. And so, yeah, they just go through once. And so do you know which bulls you're going to be on or is it totally random in terms of who selects them and when and you, you can't really prepare for a specific animal or anything like that? It's just It's just bad or good luck. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. In Australia, it's (laughs) luck of the draw. You get what comes up the chute. So, you know, if you're number eight, you get the eight ball that rocks up um, into the the laneway. But um, in the US, um, there was quite a few times where we got drawn. So if I was a local, I would have known which bull I had. But obviously, being from Australia, I had no idea. Um, And then – but if you ride opens here as well, often – you, they will do a pre-draw, so they'll give your, like, yeah, they'll have an open bull already assigned to you. But I don't ride open, so. What's the difference exactly between the two? Well, open bulls, like, they're the very well-trained bulls. They're the ones that, you know, um, they're, and, like, they're the ranked bulls as well. So they're, they've been trained to buck. Like, they, they're, they're good bulls. <laughs> Good or bad, right? Like I feel like the, there's positive and negative language here being used here, where it's probably the inverse, right? Yeah, they're like you know they're they're great bucking bulls, but also they've got a bit more testosterone going on there. You know, they may turn back and get you. All right. So what more. was it like? What was it like when you got on the scene here in Australia too? Um, is there much gender conflict or competition that goes on too between the girls and the guys who do this kind of sport or because the guys have been doing it longer? What's it like? Um, yeah, well, especially when I first started, like it's a very much it, and it always has been quite the boys' club. Um, you know, there was never any girls doing it when like at every rodeo or every clinic, it was just me. And so I guess maybe I did get treated a bit differently. So, you know, um, uh, you know, it, it, I didn't always feel like I was very welcomed. Um, uh, but, you know, now that I've been around on the scene for a little bit longer, like a lot of the fellas know me and, you know, and like I work just as hard back behind the shoots as they do. Like, so I feel like I've earned my place a bit more and it's, it's a lot about, yeah, respect back there as well. Like if you're in, if you're there just for yourself, like that's kind of the response that you'll get as well. Whereas if, if you're there and if you want to learn and if you want to help out and if you're, you know, doing the right thing back there, then, yeah, like they'll respect you a lot more. That is, so you really do have to just kind of show that you, you mean to do well and you're going to work hard and then it's kind of like, okay, you're one of us, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas so in the U, like there was plenty of like there was a lot of female riders there. Like they even have a women's PBR. So, you know, being a female rocking up back behind the shoots is you know not really a big deal at all to them. They're like, oh yeah, cool. Do you think is Australia then just sort of ten or so years behind in terms of their uh, bull riding? Right, they're, they'll eventually get big enough that they'll have more women doing it, and it becomes a normal thing. And yeah, I really hope so. Like, um, yeah, I hope this is kind of a bit of a, you know, a, a trend trend change where, yeah, there are more females that, you know, can do it now because, yeah, it's it's not such a boys' club anymore. Um, but, yeah, and, I mean, it, it's a tough sport. Like, you know, you've got to 
every time you ride, you're going to hit the dirt. And so if you're prepared to hit the dirt and if you're prepared to get back on again, um, that's, you know, that's respect enough that, you know, you're willing to give it a crack and do the best that you can. But also at the same time, like one of the biggest um, challenges as well is when you're learning, you need to get on bulls that are at your level because if you're getting on these ranked bulls when you're when you're only learning, it's going to crush your confidence if not like injure you. And um, <clears throat> in like well, in a lot of the parts of Australia, there's not really that option. Like you don't have practice pens like you do in the US, you don't have a lot of different grades of bulls, um, you kind of just get what you're given. <laughs> so that is that is tough. And so what's the ultimate goal? Are you hoping to move over to the US and obviously dive into bull riding over there because it sounds like it's a, a better or more developed, um, I guess, yeah, thing over there compared to here? I've travelled a lot and I love travelling and I love, you know, spending time in a different country, but, like, I'll always call Australia home. Like, I'll never move. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd love to go back over there again and compete with the girls and or and the guys um, just because it was so much fun and I had such a great time. Uh, but, yeah, like, I'd still come back. Is it still and is it a full time career prospect for you? Will you leave medical science behind and be like, screw this? <laughs> <laughs> no bloody way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love my job, <laughs> um, and you know, bull riding, especially in Australia, it's certainly not a career choice. Um, and also, like the the nature of the sport as well, you know. It's not if you get hurt, it's when and how badly. So, you know, I've had plenty of bruises and and been feeling like, you know, felt pretty battered, but um, it's, yeah. Well, I felt, I read in the article, right, you screwed up your shoulder and tore your ace, uh, your, um, what was it, the crucial ligament or something in your shoulder and you have to get surgery on that. My AC joint, yeah. So the bone completely separated from the joint um, and the ligaments were all torn. And, yeah, that was pretty painful. And that was from a bloody horse. That wasn't even from a bull. <laughs> oh, really? So um, you fell off a horse and that happened, did you? Yeah, well, I was riding along and, yeah, the horse fell and I went down with her. Oh. And so, yeah, that was pretty shit. But never mind, these things happen. Far out. So that's funny, though, that obviously one of the most significant injuries that you've received hasn't been on the back of a bull. It's been on just a horse when you were just chilling out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, no, I've been really lucky so far, touch wood, um, that, you know, I haven't had a huge injury uh, on the ball just yet. Um, but, yeah, like I said, uh, it is a dangerous sport. Things happen. I've seen plenty of people, you know, with broken bones um, from from bull riding um, and, and worse, unfortunately. Mm. But, um, you know, it, it's what it is. And, so when, you know, when do you call it a day? When will be enough once you get to that, you know, I'm, this is just getting too easy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to be easy and it's certainly not an easy um, easy sport, that's for sure, or easy on the body. But um, I, I don't know, I'll, I'll give up when I don't enjoy it anymore or, <laughs> you know, if, if it hurts too much. <laughs> Yeah, far out. Right. Final question. What would you say to anyone listening right now who's thinking of, you know, potentially doing this one day? How would they get into bull riding, the sport of bull riding? 
Um, I would recommend doing what I did um, and doing like going to a clinic or a school, like a, a safe learning environment to do it in. Um, a lot of fellas I know, especially like station guys, they've just gone the whole hog and gone into a rodeo and those poor buggers, like they, they really have come in worse than <laughs> um, what was probably intended. So, yeah, go to a school um, or a clinic anywhere, like a lot of places host them. And then that way you get a bit of instruction. And, I mean, you're still getting that same rush. Um, you know, yeah, it's great fun. I highly recommend it. <laughs> oh, far out. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode today with Ruth Vogelsang. Thank you so much again, Ruth, for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure. It was an incredibly busy day for Ruth at work there, but I managed to get her for 20 minutes during her lunch break. Um, anyway, guys, if you're interested in taking up bull riding in Australia, go find a clinic somewhere near you where you can get started and let me know how you go. You know, that's it's a pretty crazy sport, so definitely send me some photos. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for joining me. I'll chat to you soon. Peace. Peace.